Welcome to the Young Money Diet podcast. And today, Raj and I will be taking on how we define success and how that portrays throughout our life and our career. But as always, we're going to start off with a hot take. So I'm going first. And my hot take for today is anyone who gives you the advice that follow your dreams or follow your passion is the absolutely most useless and worthless advice you can give someone. Because no one like wakes up, you're like 27-year-old Persephone is not going to wake up and say, oh, I want to be a ballerina. Okay, great. The time to do that was 23 years ago. Like now, kind of late for you. It doesn't really mean you can't make something out of your life. It just means that given enough time and exposure, I think uh, anyone can be passionate about anything. So Raj, what are your thoughts? I That's interesting. I So Brendan and I talked about this a little bit on the education podcast too, about should you be focusing on utility or if you should be focusing more on your passion or a little bit of both. I wouldn't say it's, it's too late because there are, you know, exceptions. There are people that are exceptional and they, they follow their dreams and their passion later on. But I do agree that it needs to be a balance. And I think that'll be a good, good focus for the podcast today, just in regards to success. Yeah, but uh, that's interesting. I don't know if I fully agree with with your hot take, but um, my, mine good. just really, mine really quickly, and I'm gonna get a lot of slack for this. I despise chocolate ice cream. I despise the chocolate. flavor. The flavor chocolate should not be an ice cream flavor. So that's my hot take. <laughs> Look, I I despise chocolate in all form. So I, as far as I'm the society is considered I'm an outsider, like I'm a Martian. So your hot take, believe it or not, I'm actually there with you. So uh, with that, let's just get started. Let's get started right away. I know we want to talk about defining success. So Raj, I'm going to ask you this question, just a really quick one. Do you consider yourself to be successful right now in your life? Yes, 100%. And um, I think defining success is different for everybody so i this will be a good podcast for us to share what we believe are some aspects and i mean in 20 minutes we can't cover everything Mm -hmm. but i'll preference it with a story um and i'll try not to butcher it it's metaphorical but somewhere in a remote island there's a fisherman middle-aged with his wife and in the morning they go up they wake up and they go in their canoe and they they go out and try to catch a fish and some days they do and some days they don't and mm-hmm. then in the afternoon the husband usually lies on a ki- uh, um, a hammock and enjoys the afternoon sun takes a nap and the wife prepares a meal usually it's fish of the day and um, they cook it and they live in a kind of a, a humble little hut and then one day they notice a businessman um, on their little island so they invited this individual to come out and have fishing lessons with them and this businessman turns out he was from new york he was a successful investment banker and he was there for vacation and they they caught a fish so they brought it home that day and the the wife prepared a nice beautiful meal for them and this businessman says wow this is the best meal i've ever had the best fish i've ever tasted i think i should invest in you guys so we can start a chain and a restaurant you guys have a really talent here and so the fisherman and his wife were very intrigued and they said, okay, so what would that look like? And he said, well, we'd move to New York. We'd make sure you have all of the need, supplies you need. We'll get the right production. Um, and then we can open up a chain and we can market it. And then the fisherman says, okay, and then what? Okay. Then you can open up more and then you can make, you know, people work for you. And, and then the into a whole big business. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And then, uh, and then the fisherman says, okay, and then what? And then the, the businessman kind of gets a little frustrated. So, well, you don't see the point. Eventually you'll have so much money that you and your wife could live on a remote Island, have no, have no worries, go out in the kayak in the morning and fish and just have no troubles at all and enjoy your life in a hammock. I, I, I love that story. That's hilarious. Is that like a, is that kind of a urban legend kind of, or is it like a true story that might've happened to somebody? I, I think it's metaphorical. I've probably butchered it. You could Google the, the actual story. Um, it was a, a Gokul Ramachandran actually told me this in 2018 <laughs> and much more sophisticated than me. But I think that's the good segue into, you know. Defining success. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I really do. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I think some, something that I want to share is uh, we can start by what what's not successful. And I'll, this is kind of an offhanded comment, but I feel like, if you go ahead in your life and you, you make something of yourself, you buy your first Lexus and you write your name on the custom license plate and put it behind the car, you're not successful. Like that to me, it's just a stupid <laughs> thing to do. People, there's so many of them driving around too. Like who goes around saying, oh, I'm just going to put my name on my own license plate and just pretend that I've made it. And the worst one I've ever seen, this used to be around where we went to university, Raj, is one, I think it was like a like an Acura or Lexus that had the license plate Max's mom. And I'm just th going, thinking like, who, who's Max? Like you, you, the fact like here, whoever you are, the fact that you belong mm -hmm. to a Tuesday Chardonnay club probably has more clout than the fact that you're <laughs> Max's mom. Like just no need to advertise that to anybody. So now that we know that custom license plate is hopefully not the path to success, what would you consider to be, like how would you define success, Raj? So I think, um, a lot of this gets overlooked a lot because I think it's taken it for granted is health. Um, just general health. I think that is paramount above anything else, because if you don't have your health, you can't really, it doesn't matter how much money you have or how many friends you have, or, you know, your other relationships, if yeah. you don't have physical and mental health, I, th I strongly believe that's the forefront of success. Um, and so, you know, you ask me if, I feel successful. I think there's, you know, many different areas in my life that could probably use improvement. Um, but I just feel privileged that I've got my physical and mental health mm -hmm. and I'm able to just, you know, sit here and have no worries in the world and have a good conversation with you. And, you know, some of, a lot of our needs nowadays are met um, in the physiological structure that we can worry about that top part of the pyramid. We don't have to worry about food and shelter um, as much as we might've had to do in the hunter gatherer days. And I think that's important to have that reflection. Right. And now with social media, you see on Instagram, you know, these people driving Bugattis or Lamborghinis and these TikTok millionaires. And I think it's, it's really interesting because I think a lot of people buy into that. And I found out there's actually companies that sell jet plane sets. So you could buy, you and I could buy maybe so a set for a jet plane on someone's vanity literally is what you're doing. Yeah. That's the entire business model. Oh my God. Exactly. And so like this background would be, Hey, here in my garage, this Lamborghini, and it could just be <laughs> fake. Um, I, I feel like that guy gets a lot of flack. Poor man. Like, just because <laughs> like, I, I know it's a completely separate topic, but sometimes you just say some stuff and you never know what gets memified and then you just leave in the infamous <laughs> rest of your life for something you didn't sign up for. But I completely agree with you. I think health is a huge 
portion or, or at least overlooked in uh, in large portions in, in our de- general term of success. But in a lot of ways, uh, what I can also counter that with is someone like, let's say someone like Stephen Hawking. He is, uh, when he was born and, and later on through his life, at no point did he actually have, I would say, good health. Like he was paralyzed, he, he couldn't move around, he couldn't communicate, so he kind of persevered and came up with... Um, with ways to kind of get around that. And I would consider him to be largely very, very successful person. He has changed humanity for the better in so many different ways, moved science um, in, in multiple different avenues. So I think, yes, that definitely we all overlook, especially when we're young. I think that's a that's a big emphasis. I think when you're 50s or 60s, you kind of understand how how uh, important health is. But in that time frame that we are we're young, we kind of take health for granted. But even if you don't have the best health, I'm, what I'm trying to say is you can still be successful. It just takes probably a little bit more effort. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another topic, I, I mean, I don't think we can overlook financial because that's when a lot of people think success, they sometimes think of the millionaires or whatnot. I do think that's important. But my take on the financial side is... Uh, as long as you don't have to worry. And I think you and I talk about this all the time. I think there's a certain income level that above that level, unless you're talking multi-millions, your life doesn't really change. No. And um, I don't want to say a number because I might be wrong, but it's not as high as people think. Uh, I believe in Canada, it is below six figures. Um, I agree. Where, you know, if you're making, let's call it, I'm not saying this is the number, but let's call it 70,000 versus 160,000. Really, your lifestyle doesn't change unless you really are trying to keep up with that inflated lifestyle. Um, but I find most people that that make kind of the, the six fingers or higher mid six six figures, they, they're just normal people as well. And, uh, you know, some of the other structures within success, I mean, they're more worried about their family, their health their spirituality, their social aspects, um, you know, their career. At some point, your finances, as long as you can manage them appropriately, if you can get that down, of course, you're always trying to build more wealth. Yeah. But um, I think it's important to uh, recognize that you shouldn't always be chasing that. So would you rather claim some of your time and life back and, and take a pay cut, Raj, if you could today? <laughs> um, so that, that's an interesting question. Like, I'm, we're still young. I think it's important to still be hungry, hustle and work and progress. But I'm really interested in building a career that's impactful and can make a difference. Sure. Um, whether that's, you know, and it doesn't have to be on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Um because you can define what making a difference means. Maybe that's just helping one individual. Maybe that's just making a difference in your own life and learning something every single day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of agree with you. I think in a, in a lot of ways, now that we have sort of covered the money and I, I don't even have anything to input because Raj, I, you know, I echo that opinion that you just mentioned. Uh, so I'll kind of move on to a different area that I think is important. So I believe uh, when, you, when you want to mention someone successful, I think in a lot of ways, people want to be remembered or leave a legacy behind when they go. So if you really think about it, all the big successful people that you can think of, there's streets named after them. Some people have cities, libraries, whatever. And the whole point is to sort of live 
after they're dead, right? Because you can't take all your wealth, all your properties or anything to the grave with you. So what you can only really leave a legacy behind. So I think one of the areas where people can be successful is there is always you you have parents most likely that care about you and if you choose to have a family you have kids they'll remember you for a short amount of time but if you can reach sort of that's the vertical like your parents you your kid and then there's the horizontal like if you if you have friends or if you have colleagues or if you have someone in your community that truly cares about you and wants you to do well i think that's also a mark of success like having a different human being truly empathize with you and then sharing in your success and kind of like capitalizing on the same oxytocin. Like you guys both feel good. You're proud of each other. Um, I think that's a huge mark of success because the way I say, the reason why I say that is if you're kind of petering off or, you know, you're having a rough patch or a rough go, those are the people that usually break those cycles for you. And over time, they're the people that are going to help you get to your goal or what you, whatever your ambitions are more so than anybody else. So you, you have a good, good system, good group of people that hopefully care about you. Now that could be through uh, like, a, well, we are good friends. Like, I, you know, friendship is the obviously the easiest one, but it could be through a spiritual institution, it could be a church, mosque, you know, whatever that might be, or any, any sort of society or community that you can belong to where people genuinely care, I think it's also a, good mark of success what do you think i love that i love the mention of community and it's i think about this all the time uh you know we're so connected today but we're also so disconnected so if you think hundreds of years ago when you know we lived in different villages and communities it's very much about supporting one another whereas you know now we live in cookie cutter homes and you know (laughs) i couldn't tell you my neighbors three down from my house yep um whereas you know you mentioned churches or mosques or those are great opportunities to come together and build a community because at the end of the day you 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 know it doesn't always have to be about leaving a large legacy like like you mentioned library like putting your name on a library is if you can make an impact or help somebody it, it makes it makes you feel successful and it doesn't have to be large or small but uh, i think people today were so disconnected because of social media and just, we have so much access to knowledge and it's really empowered a lot of people to build successful businesses or other types of ventures. But I think it's disconnecting some of the more local community scenes and it's important. That's why for for university, I think I'm a big proponent of university for the community and the network you can build, the different people and the different perspectives you can get. Because you and I are similar in, in a lot of areas, but we also differ a lot. Different in a lot and of I think, Absolutely, yeah. And I think for success also, uh, for me, another thing, the reason I think I'm successful is because I try to learn something every day. Um, whether that's within my career, whether that's something financial in the financial markets, whether that's just something, a conversation between you and I. Yeah. I think we have the privilege now to just learn every there's so much information yeah. that there's really no excuse to be learning something every single day. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I, I want to mention something trivial first and something a little bit more serious after uh, I was once in like a, one of those uh, mock interview or career mixer kind of a situation. And someone asked me what's something uh, that I'm really proud of. Like what's something that I've, like, I've been uh, successful with. And it's funny that we mentioned naming libraries and street. There's a pizza named after me at a common pizza joint that we both know about. And I mentioned that. And the gentleman was like, wow, I've never met someone 
who have had a pizza named after them. So I thought that was kind of like cool. And I was, I was really happy with that. And I felt successful at the moment, but to, to kind of go back to your comment in terms of, you know, building communities and universities, hundred percent, I think that is very, very important. But some, one thing I also want to add is, is about perspective. Like anyone we see to be successful probably didn't always feel successful throughout their life. Like I'll, I'll try to think of an example that's relevant. Um, the U S election just passed, so Joe Biden's the president elect, unless, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of think the other way, but essentially at some point, I think it was in 1972 that when um, he had a car crash, his wife and his daughter, 13 month old daughter, 30 year old wife died in the car crash. Two of his sons were yeah. severely injured. And then um, what I remember, I th- uh, he, he was, I, either this was done in a documentary or an interview, he was talking to everybody and he mentioned he seriously commit, like he seriously considered suicide. Like he wanted to kind of get in his car, go to the Delaware Mem- Memorial Bridge. I think that's where they were at the time and just kind of considered jumping off. But he thought, he looked at his two boys and he decided that's not something he wants to do. But from that point on, when you were, that was 48 years ago, to literally considered to be the most powerful person in the world, the president of the United States, just understand you're at the lowest of lows midway through your life. And from that point on, you can turn it around with the right attitude, go all the way up, um, requires a little bit of gratitude, but also just to see like what I'm trying to say is if, if you consider your life to be not successful at the moment, there's still long ways to go. Like you can go and you could be at any age doesn't mean you should be hopeless or, you know, don't despair. There's, there's lots you can do. There's, there's, there's a lot of time ahead of you. I love that. I, I love the per, talking about perspective and gratitude. So for perspective, it's life is my grandfather said this to me a couple of weeks ago. Life is the longest thing and the shortest thing you'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it goes so fast, but it's also, I mean, also it's, it's the longest thing we know too. And it doesn't matter what stage you're at. There's always more time um, to, to kind of pursue what you're interested in, whether that's your dreams, your hobbies or, and with gratitude, like, you know, you know, I have my little huddle board downstairs and Brittany and I run, (laughs) run our household, like, uh, like a corporation. Um, But, but one part of that is the gratitude. And I think it's important to have little wins every single day Mm. and they don't have to be big or small. Like I think of just, little examples like oh we cooked this awesome meal um like we had taco tuesday and you know we've done taco tuesday a thousand times but it's always great um and it's just it's good to have gratitude for some of the smaller things because that that will make you feel empowered and then it also just with with the wind streaks i feel like anytime you're at least have the perspective that you're on a wind streak more good things come to you it's all just about the confidence and the good feelings about you're doing your very best in life. And, and that helps you, you know, perpetuate that attitude into actual more tangible things that you might, you know, something longer term that you might be achieving. Absolutely. Or aspiring to. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I kind of agree with you. Life is an infinite game. Right? As long as what you mentioned already, like you're, you're, you're a little bit better than who you were yesterday. I, I think you're generally, trending the right way towards being successful. And however you define that is entirely up to you. So I just want to revisit something from uh, we we mentioned earlier, just to kind of close the whole uh, conversation off is um, you mentioned you disagreed with the comment about, 
you know, telling someone that it, follow your dreams or follow your passion and, and you disagreed with that as a general advice in life to be successful, what, what would be your reasoning? Like, what are your thoughts? And then maybe I can defend myself and then we can close off the conversation. Sure. So I think um, everybody's dealt different cards and there's different circumstances. You can read Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Outliers. That's a really good book talking about um, some of the ways some people have more of an edge than others. Oh, without a I do think if you are passionate about something, um, you should at least come up with a game plan or a long-term strategy to fund that passion. So even if it's something that might not be as financially viable or tangible, I think having a plan to to build yourself up to at least spend more time doing it is important because really are we working as an ends to a uh, means to an ends or uh, you know, what is life really all about? So I, I find, you know, if somebody is passionate about something um, you know, I use Brittany, for example, she's really passionate about personal training and that's a very saturated market. Uh, but at the end of the day, even if she has no clients, She's doing it for herself. She can improve her niche. It's no different than um, I making this podcast. Like we are exactly. We would have talked about this anyway. So why not just hopefully share it with everybody and see what they think, right? Right. Like even when we started, we sat down and said, "Okay, what do we? What's our vision for this?" We we never we never mentioned trying to compete with Joe Rogan because oh, that God. you know that's and everywhere in between. Even if we have zero piece of people listening to this, yeah. like I'm learning from you, you're learning from me, and we're we're oh, gaining from. That. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna, okay, so I'm gonna at least try to take an opportunity to defend my thoughts a little bit. So what I look at it, Raj, is, is in terms of more more utilitarian perspective. So I wanna mention someone, his name is Mike Rowe, and he was a presenter for a Discovery TV show called uh, Dirty, Dirty Work or something like that, something with respect to it. It's basically, he went ahead and mostly he, he worked with blue collar people like, you know, uh, fishermen, uh, people who generally clean crap or, or farmers, anything that is considered dirty. And he kind of um, empathized with them and understood how how that side of the life works and, and how those people live. So he he's there's a fantastic TED Talk. And I want all of you guys who are listening to go and check it out for yourself. But basically, it has, um, it, he, he starts talking about sheep testicles and what castrating sheep basically and that's that's the dirty work that he he participates in but basically he calls all the animal uh group activists and he learns that you're supposed to put like a band around the testicles and they kind of shrivel and fall off and then uh he does one of those and the farmer doesn't really do it that way initially but he does he puts a band around the sheep's testicle and then the sheep kind of falls and can't walk and it's like looks miserable and then another sheep comes along and then uh the farmer just teaches him how to like get the testicle up front and literally bite it off. Like just go ahead and bite the testicle. So he's got like testicles in his mouth and he bites it off, rips it off. And the shape kind of like bumbles around for 30 seconds and he's zipping around after. So it kind of shows like some of the perspectives we have wrong with respect to people who are doing jobs that are different, like, you know, cleaning, um, cleaning animal poop in a zoo or whatever it might be, right? Something that's considered dirty. So I think given enough exposure, so specifically you need two things. You need autonomy in whatever you're working in. So you need to be able to, someone tells you an outcome that they're looking for, but you need to be able to control the process in terms of how you get to that outcome. So you need some autonomy and you need some level of challenge. So if it's too easy, no Mm -hmm. one's gonna enjoy their job. If it's too hard, you're just gonna like spin your tire and fail all the time unless someone helps you. 
So if you're in that sweet spot where you, you get challenged and you're doing different things every, every once in a while and you have some level of autonomy to do it, I genuinely believe anyone can be passionate about anything. It's just a matter of yeah. exposure. Like there's 3D printing here. One of my friends is very, very passionate about that. It sounds like it's not for me, but once you start getting into the creative process, you're going to pick that up and you're going to see things and the wheels are going to turn. If I hung around with dancers, I would be very interested in dancing. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like eventually you're going to learn what you're good at since, and it's just a matter of exposure. So I believe what I would recommend to anybody who's younger is just to increase your exposure. Like, and we talked about that in the first episode, the more exposure you have, then you can kind of hone in on something that you have a preference for. But yeah, generally very few people are kind of born with an innate sense of passion about something. So it's, it's functionally a very tough advice to ever uh, work on. So anyway, that's all yeah. the thoughts that I had, Raj. I don't know if you want to add something, but uh, um, go ahead. Like if you have any comments on that or. No, I think that's good. I think it's important to challenge yourself. Like we, we talked about learning every day and just challenging yourself to learn different perspectives. Um, I'll, my last closing thing. So I'm, I'm trying to improve, improve my vocabulary in English. So I've done something I never thought I would do. And I picked up some books from high school and university, like The Great Gatsby, for example, oh, wow. um, to reread those. And I rarely read fiction. And I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought. So um, I've, I've challenged myself a little bit because I'm, I'm more comfortable reading the self-help and the business right. books. And um, so I think it's just important to, to have that perspective, to learn new things. And even if you're on one side of some spectrum, to go to the other side and just see what's out there and have an open, honest conversation. 100%. But uh, thanks for the chat. And uh, thanks to the listeners, the three that have maybe tuned in. <laughs> Remember to stay hungry. And stay humble. Catch you later.